0: Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And wake up, your dream is fired!
1: If you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. Because guess what, Kieran? What? Are you ready, kids?
0: Aye, hi Captain.
1: I can't hear you.
0: Aye, aye, Captain. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Who sits in a podcast and talks a lot of shit. <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. <laughs> wow. Look at this. He's on, he's on fire today. So, okay. Maddie D, since you're in such a, a jovial mood, would you care to explain to anybody who may not be familiar with the show what we do here? Certainly. So, here
1: are Potential Spoilers, we take a look at all the upcoming movies, usually blockbusters, let's be honest. Yeah. And we watch the trailers for said movies... Look at the promotional material and try to guess as much as the plot of that movie as humanly possible. Then when the movie comes out, we take a watch of that movie and see how
0: close or how far we were from the actual plot itself. That's exactly right. And that's exactly what we're doing this week. The second half of that statement, that is. So we're going back and we're looking at a movie that we covered all the way back in, I think it was 2020. I don't remember. Uh, it came out in 2020. I remember that after being delayed for a really yes. long time. So, I feel like we covered it in early 2020, and then it came out late 2020, if I'm not mistaken. And that movie is SpongeBob SquarePants. Sorry, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, Sponge on the Run, or as I just like to call it, Sponge on the Run. Now, I just want to say something straight away that it only occurred to me last night when I was uh, thinking about the movie. Deep in thought, pondering. You know, preparing for today's episode. Mm -hmm. I just realized that the title of this movie doesn't make any sense. Why is it called Sponge on the Run? I guess it's a callback to the song, right? I, that, that's all it needs to be. Why? I don't know. So Because he's not on the run in the movie. He isn't, no. There's never a point where he's a fugitive or trying what? to escape from anybody. Technically, he does escape prison or like a sentence. Not really. And he is on the run for that. Not bit. R- there's a little bit where there's a chase scene, but that's like uh. one bit in a massive movie. It would be more snail on the run, would be yeah. more accurate, but you wouldn't sell a SpongeBob movie like that. No, or snail napped. I would, I probably call it. Yeah. No, it doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? No. So I just think they. I think they came up with the title before they came up with yes. the movie. They're like, let's do a movie called Sponge on the Run. It's going to be like uh, a road trip. Absolutely. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be a prison break. It's going to be some sort of great stuff. But then as they started working out the plot, they're like, let's just do whatever. <laughs> let's just put all these plot points into a blender and mix it up. Yeah. So, I just wanted to point out as well that we talked about the show. So, the flashbacks in the show, we're going to lead up to a spin-off Spongebob show called Camp Coral. Yeah. And I just wanted to point out that Camp Coral has been renewed for a second season as of August 2021. There you go. So, the show is still going. I think a lot of people said it's not very good, but <laughs> I guess it's for children. Children watch it. It makes money. Yeah, it's a, kids, it's a kid's show, so. So, let's get into talking about Spongebob, Sponge on the Run. Maddie D, how well do you think this movie did... In the worldwide box office. Look,
1: it's got to be hard because it came around that COVID time. But right. at the same time, it is a kids movie. People or well, kids like SpongeBob. So, I'm going to say it didn't do too badly. I'm going to guess oh, yeah? that
0: it made... Would you like to know the budget before you make an estimate? Yeah, give me the budget. The budget was $60 million. Okay.
1: Wow, okay. I, that's a smaller budget than I thought it would have. Small? That's a massive budget. <laughs> okay. For an animated... Yeah,
0: oh, for an animated so. movie, that's that's a massive so, budget.
1: 60 mil is the budget. Yep. I was going to I I almost want to say 70, but I won't say 70, I'll say 65
0: mil. I think it, oh, yeah? I think
1: it made its money back. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: okay, fair enough. Well, you'll be surprised to learn that it made 4.8 million dollars in the box office oh, okay. worldwide. Okay. Oh, wow. And the whole reason that was is because it didn't go to cinemas anywhere but Canada. Wow. So, everywhere else it was released on video on demand. Yes. I think it was released on Paramount Plus. Uh, I know that Netflix ended up buying the exclusivity rights for it recently, and that's why they have it on Netflix as a Netflix exclusive now. But yeah, it didn't really come to cinemas. And yeah, when it did go exactly. to cinemas, you know, people didn't really go because it was right in the heart of the worst point for the original COVID strain. So, no real surprises there that it didn't make much money. But yeah,
1: it I, must I, have made its money back yeah, on the streaming service.
0: I mean, I paid $30 to see it the first time I watched it. You idiot. And I'm paying for my Netflix subscription. So, yeah, yeah I, I guess I paid twice to see it. <laughs> technically, technically, technically. It's so. free on Netflix. So. Just before we get into seeing how well we did, I think it's important to point out that this isn't necessarily a review of SpongeBob, Sponge on the Run, or the SpongeBob movie Sponge on the Run if we're getting technical here, so we're not going to go over the plot of the actual movie beat by beat. I don't think we could because there's just way too much going on in this movie. It's crazy, this movie. It's like a fever dream. (laughs) It it made me feel sick while watching it because it was just like going here, going there, and things are like bouncing all over the screen. there's so much going on. It was like one of those baby sensory videos that you put on to stimulate like developing (laughs) minds. (laughs) Just like no plot, just random colours and movement. And so, I don't think we could ever really, you know, nail down what actually happened in this movie because it's very surrealistic anyway. And we sort of knew that going into it because we were like, we're never going to be able to nail every single point in this movie because it's just such a surreal concept. So, if you haven't seen the movie and you really want to, I'd recommend going and seeing that first. And if you haven't listened to our original episode that we recorded, I'd recommend listening to that first as well because we're mainly just going to relate what happened in the movie to what we said originally in that episode. And another thing we have is we like to have a little bit of a competition element between the two of us when it comes to our plots, especially when we go away and do it separately. And especially when people talk a huge game about their plot and reckon, you know, that one person's going to be more correct than the other. Why are you looking at me, (laughs) Kieran? We'll get into that. So how we work this out is that we give each other points based on how accurate we were to the movie. So if we see something in our plots that was dead on with the movie, then that person gets two points. If it's something that we saw from the promotional material, so the trailer or we read about it, we only get a point because we knew what was going to happen and we just worked it into the context perfectly. And if we're on the right track but not quite there, we only get half a point. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, (laughs) Maddie, D went first in that original episode. Yes, I did. And so I'm gonna break down everything that he said and see how close he got to the actual movie. Now I haven't listened back to my
1: original prediction. Why not? Um I didn't have Too the time. Too lazy. I okay. didn't have the time. I've been on the stage, Kieran got, you life. Got has more been... important things to do than potential spoilers. Life like is, life has been busy. I listen to your plot, alright. So I remember bits and pieces of my plot and uh and it's not good what I remember. So <laughs>
0: as in could oh, you say? As in as in what happened in the actual movie. So Okay. Yeah, because I'm very back then, back then <laughs> you said when you started your plot that you you. You felt pretty confident in what you thought was going to happen in the movie. I was. And then by the end of my plot, you're just like, I don't know what I'm talking about now. Like, I'm feeling super confident. (laughs) Super confident in your plot. Jesus.
1: What's wrong with me?
0: And so, let's get into what you actually said and All see right. what came from the mind of somebody who was super <laughs> confident about what he thought was going to happen in Sponge on the Run. This is going to be great, right? I called this movie, right? Yeah. I, well, I was actually quite impressed. So, let's find out right now. So, you said that the movie opens up with SpongeBob waking up to his alarm and getting oh, sorry, getting, and getting it on with his snail. No. <laughs> well, technically. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> you said that the movie would open up with SpongeBob waking up to his alarm and greeting his snail, Gary. I actually gave you half a point for that because we never actually see his alarm in this entire movie. Oh, no, really? It does not appear. Oh. And he I gave you half a point because he does greet Gary. And he does wake up. And he does wake That's up. That's where we see him up first. Because Gary is coating him with a thin layer of slime, <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> including his face, and he's like messing up his facial features. Yeah,
1: can he do that? Is that a SpongeBob thing? His face is just know. malleable I
0: think they can just do whatever they want True. in this movie And it does not matter Look, Ooh. so far, so good Alarm clock, you know So far, so good there. You've got half a point so far <laughs> Yeah, that's good That's good I, That's a pretty accurate to the movie So you said that Spongebob greets his neighbour Squidward Yeah, fuck you, Patrick And he heads <laughs> off to work I gave you a point and a half for that Because Spongebob does say good morning to Squidward when he wakes up But he doesn't go to work until the following day So mm-hmm. a whole day plays out At the start of the movie, before SpongeBob ever goes to work. And
1: he does greet Patrick, right? They have that little
0: dialogue where he's calling over Squidward's house. Yeah, that's right. But you didn't mention Patrick at all, so... No, no. But that's
1: kind of close. Greeting Squidward, greeting Patrick. I
0: gave you a point for greeting Squidward, but I gave you half a point for saying he heads off to work. Because he does head off to work, but just not that day. Not that day, yes. He must have had the day off that day, because he just walks around town with Gary and we just get to see all the characters. It was a Sunday. Now... Do you know the difference between a squid and an octopus?
1: Uh, squid and an octopus... No Uh, What is like an octopus Because
0: you said In the original episode I was like You know that Squidward's a squid And not an octopus right And you're like What's the difference Yeah 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 So Manny D I just thought I'd give you A little bit of an education At this point So a squid They do call him an octopi In the movie Do they Yeah I don't remember that Yeah and then uh, they call him Something else as well So it's all over the place But so, uh, give me a lesson A a squid's made up A squid has (laughs) eight arms And two tentacles So they've got eight arms To walk around with And then two tentacles That they use to like grab things A squid does A squid and right. an octopus has eight tentacles and no arms.
1: Right. And what's what like a squid's arm, what is that? Do they just have like these buff arms that- they're, <laughs> that's
0: They're they're, like, with they're tendrils. Right. They're tendril like arms that are just used for for walking across the surface and have then a look at this. The the tentacles come out the side and like I said they act as their their arms in a way. There's no better way of explaining it, right? And they—if you saw a squid and an octopus next to each other—you'd be like, "These are two entirely different creatures." <laughs> so they have a—they have an arrow on their head, right? As
1: well, that's a thing.
0: Sure, yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> oh, I see. I'm looking at Google Images at the moment, and I can see they've got like a little palm, like a little hand. yeah, yeah that makes right. sense. That makes sense.
0: So, so they can I didn't want each other. you to live through your whole life and not know the difference between an octopus and a squid. I appreciate it, and I just wanted to make sure that you didn't look like an idiot. Like when people go back and listen to that original episode, they're gonna be like, "Marty, he's an idiot. Doesn't know the difference between an octopus and a squid." Well, if they've listened to this show, they should already come to that conclusion already. Speaking but of, this is an educational show, everyone. Speaking of, back to your plot. You said that SpongeBob <laughs> goes to his job at the Krusty Krab. You kept calling it the Krusty Krabs all the way through your plot. Yes. And we get re with all of the classic characters from the TV series. I gave you a point for that because, yeah, that happens. So far, so good. It was in the trailer. Mm-hmm. You said that SpongeBob is overly optimistic and loves life. Gave you a point for that because that's a pretty easy call. That's the <laughs> character. That's the whole concept behind the SpongeBob being. You said that SpongeBob goes back home and eats his dinner from a dog bowl with Gary. Yeah, he does. Gave you a point because that actually happened at breakfast time, but uh, whatever. Yeah. It does happen. It was in the trailer. You said that SpongeBob reminisces about the time that he and Gary first met. And we have a flashback, of course, as is Standard in every movie, to Spongebob When he was a child at Camp Coral Now this didn't happen at the start of the movie though So give Sponge on the run credit Yeah, that's true, but I sort of count it if it happens At any point in any movie Whenever it does happen, it's unnecessary Let's just say that, we don't need To see the main character as a child and get that backstory We can just infer stuff, or (laughs) people Can, you know, bring it up in conversation If it's important, Yeah. we don't necessarily Need to see it every goddamn time In every goddamn movie, (laughs) besides the point, you get A single point for that because that was in the trailer. Nice. You said that during this flashback, SpongeBob is quite lonely. But is still carefree and optimistic I actually That's not the case at all He's going around making friends with absolutely everybody Yeah It's like the least lonely person on earth Hey you said the same thing I did not actually You did I never said he was lonely You did I did not say he was lonely Go back and listen to that that episode I never said he was lonely Because I was actually quite impressed that I didn't say that We'll talk about it later I said that he's sitting by himself I didn't say he was lonely (laughs) And it is the case in the actual movie He is sitting by himself right? right, Alright alright we'll discuss it later You said that Spongebob finds young Gary behind a rock And asks if he wants to be friends with him Now I'm giving you two points for that Because it was in the trailer But if you go back and watch that original trailer SpongeBob is not sitting on a rock He's sitting (laughs) on a log (laughs) So by you being wrong, by you misinterpreting what you saw in the trailer, you actually got closer to what was in the actual movie, where he was sitting on a rock and they had entirely reanimated that scene. So oh, wow. you 100 on the on the <laughs> money and had no idea that that was going to be the case. That's insane. Can you believe that? In That's fact, crazy. Going back after watching the movie and watching the trailer, there's so many slight differences in the animation in the trailer as compared to the movie. Mm. And that's actually something you brought up as well You said, oh, what we see in the trailer isn't necessarily what we're going to see in the movie But does that justify a lot of your plot points? We'll find out For example, you said Spongebob asks Gary what his name is And Gary regurgitates either a number plate or a sign that has Gary <laughs> written on it Now that actually happened in the movie, so I gave you two points Oh really? Yeah, yeah, that scene, that great scene in the movie, right? Yeah, yeah, of course that didn't happen in the movie <laughs> It didn't happen in the trailer, it wasn't going to happen in the movie
1: Look, you've got to go out on a limb sometimes, guys why? <laughs>
0: Clearly doesn't work. Oh, so. no, sorry. You went on a limb with the rock thing. You're like, you saw that it was a, a, like a log in the trailer, and it's like, no, I'm going to say it's a rock.
1: Remember the James Bond episode, Garrett? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> All too well. You said that Spongebob and Gary watch the sunset together, and Spongebob promises Gary that they'll always be friends forever. Gave you half a point for that, because they do watch the sunset together, but Spongebob never actually says to to Gary that they'll be friends forever. No, he doesn't. At any point in the movie. He He just says, I want to be friends with you, or do you want to be friends with me? Yeah, me too. That's it. So far, it's all right. My
1: plot's all right. So far, so
0: good. Will this keep up? We'll find out. You said that Spongebob says goodnight to Gary as he prepares for bed. This never actually happens in the movie. We never see Spongebob go to bed at night time. We never see him put Gary to bed at at night time. never happens. You said that we'll see Spongebob's iconic snoring as he drifts off to sleep. We never hear Spongebob's iconic snoring at all in the movie. The movie actually opens with him asleep and he's doing a completely different snore. Yeah. So I was like, what is going on here? Yeah. So no points there. Now, okay, so you were enjoying those points so far, weren't you? I am, yeah. So, you said that while Spongebob is asleep, a mysterious boat car arrives in Bikini Bottom. That doesn't happen at all. You said the next morning, Spongebob rushes off to work at the Krusty Krab again. (laughs) Now, I already gave you a point for this earlier, so Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do it. You know, he only goes to the Krusty Krab to work once once, in the movie. So, I'm not going to give you multiple points for saying the same thing. Sure. You said that Mr. Krabs bursts in. Interestingly enough, you kept calling him Mr. Krab (laughs) throughout throughout your entire plot. (laughs) So, it's the Krusty Krab's. And Mr. Crab Mr. in your Crab. Version. So You just switch the two around So Mr. Krabs has arrived And he tells them that they've received a large order For a load of Krabby Patties Krabby Patties And we know as the audience that it's for the mysterious boat car doesn't happen at all in the movie <laughs> Oh jeez You said that we'll have a montage of Spongebob cooking Krabby Patties I gave you two points for that Because it does happen mm-hmm. He somehow has the ability to separate himself into multiple beings And do the table service himself while cooking the burgers I didn't realise that was an ability that Spongebob had Yeah, me neither And everyone just seems like confused by it But they just go with it And
1: uh, and he only does it
0: for this one yeah, scene Yeah, exactly So you said that Spongebob returns home after work Only to find that Gary is missing And a mysterious green slime is left behind Damn it. it. Gave you a point for that because it was in the trailer and the slime is actually blue in the movie as I pointed out in the original yes. episode, but that was something they changed from the trailer to the movie.
1: Yeah, that was a that was a aspect of great contention as what color the slime was going to be. Yes.
0: I saw in the Super Bowl trailer that they had changed the slime to blue and just mm-hmm. it went, "Okay, it's probably more likely going to be blue in the movie." But, you know, doesn't really matter. No. I guess they made it blue to make it less gross. Yeah. I Maybe the sensors had an issue with that. guess so. I, it's green, though, you know.
1: And don't Nickelodeon do, like, slime so, stuff
0: as well? Yeah, so. that's right. The whole image is green slime. Yeah. So, mm. uh, whatever. But in the TV series, Gary's slime was always green. I don't know why it's blue here now. Maybe because he's a blue snail?
1: Maybe. Maybe they just didn't want uh, Poseidon to be,
0: like, rubbing <laughs> green slime well, he on He was him. green already, so yeah. I guess blue stands out more on his green skin. Maybe. You said that SpongeBob runs around town asking his friends if they've seen Gary. Gave you a point for that because while it doesn't actually happen in the movie, it was something in the trailer that didn't happen in the movie. He does run around town putting posters up going, Gary, 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 the whole time. Mm. So that's close enough yeah. to give you a point. And you didn't know they were going to change the trailer compared to the movie. Well, that whole scene in the trailer is a lie. There's no scene where he goes to everybody and they say, I haven't seen Gary. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly what I was saying. You said that none of Spongebob friends care that Gary is missing, especially not Mr. Krabs, who has a huge payday from the big order, you know, they filled yeah. out earlier. Now, none of this actually <laughs> happens in the movie either. It's in the trailer, but doesn't happen in the movie. Oh, dear. Okay, so I've, I've written a paragraph here. So, obviously, I had a huge point of contention with this next point. So, you said that Spongebob asked Sandy for help, and Sandy analyzes the slime and discovers that it came from the mysterious boat car. Then Spongebob tastes the slime and recognises that it's from a jellyfish that is only found in the lost city of Atlantic City, that only Plankton knows the location of. Then Matty D exclaims, that's how smart my plot is. (laughs) Oh wow, I don't remember that. Oh wow. So why didn't Spongebob just taste the slime to begin with? (laughs) And then why didn't Sandy's analysis bring up that it was from a jellyfish So she's like, oh my, I put this slime into my computer from Texas And it says that it came from that car that was in town earlier Like, how did the two (laughs) correlate together? It's just like, it should have been the other way around So Spongebob should have worked out, oh, that came from the car Sandy did the analysis and found out it came from the rare jellyfish That would have made more sense Because that's how smart my plot is And then why was the like why was the jellyfish jelly coming out of the boat in the first place? Good question. <laughs> Good question. You sort of suggested like he'd run over a jellyfish <laughs> and it's like guts were spraying out as he drove around. But then why would that be in Spo- why would that be inside Spongebob's house? Maybe he had a pet jellyfish that I just didn't, well, de- you didn't describe that. that he did. You didn't say that. Oh, my God. So Well, I remember- Okay, so here's here's my
1: defense, if if I can have a defense here.
0: Well, it's wrong, so you don't have a defense. (laughs) So, I remember
1: in the trailer, they had the slime there, and for some reason, I was like, oh, it can't be Gary's slime. It'll be the jellyfish slime. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah,
0: it was. I'm glad you're saying that. (laughs) So, you said that Sandy gives SpongeBob a robot, and suddenly Patrick is here now, even though you said earlier he didn't care that Gary was missing, and the robot will drive a car for them, since SpongeBob is unlicensed. I actually gave you half a point for that because they do get a robot to help them yep. drive, but it's Plankton who gave them that robot and the car, mind you. Sandy did invent the robot though, yeah. but not specifically for the purpose of driving a car. It was to act as a, a replacement for Mister Krabs. Yeah, yeah.
1: I guess Sandy does bring the robot to the fold, but yeah, it's doesn't Plankton play out like who
0: that. you know fills out this role from your plot of <laughs> giving them the robot to drive. Yes. You said that Mr. Krabs wants the rare jellyfish, so he decides to help SpongeBob by giving him a cheap burger cart. Oh, my God. Now, in the original episode, I told you that you were wrong, and I made a huge deal out of it. So, anything I say now is not going to be funnier than anything I said in that original episode, but I still wanted to point out that you were dead wrong here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. You said that SpongeBob and Patrick are told that they need to find Sage in order to help them find the city. So, even though Plankton is the one who knows the location of (laughs) the lost city of Atlantic City... He's still told, maybe he's like, oh, I know through through asking Sage. (laughs) So, they actually, well, Sage finds them in a dream, so that's not the case. No, it isn't. Although he does turn out to be a real being himself later on in the movie. Yeah, confusingly enough. So, you said that SpongeBob and Patrick look for Sage in the surface world in an old western town. I gave you half a point for that, because it's not entirely true. It's a dream they have Mm. of the surface world, so they're not actually up in the real world. Though they do find Sage in the western town, so that's why I gave you half a point there. And to be fair, it was in the trailer. We knew that going in. That's true. That's true. You said that SpongeBob and Patrick go into an old saloon and have a bar fight. (laughs) I gave you a point and a half for that because they don't have a traditional bar fight, but they do fight Danny Trejo in there. And so uh, technically that's true. So that's why I gave you a point and a half for uh, that. They have a dance. They have a hoedown. We'll get to that in a sec. But, yeah, it's technically a fight in a saloon, which is why I almost gave you two points, but, you know, just had to dock half a point there. Now, did you notice, you may not have noticed this, did you notice that it was the exact same western town and saloon from the start of Django Unchained?
1: Yes. You did? Yes, I did. Like, Second time I watched it, I did. I was yeah. like, I know that
0: saloon from somewhere. Yeah, exactly. And out on the street as well is where, the like, the, the sheriff got shot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I recognized it instantly because I've seen Django Unchained so many times. I was like, I recognize all of those buildings <laughs> in the background. But moving on, you said that they come across an intimidating Snoop Dogg in the saloon. Oh, but instead of fighting him, they have a dance number. <laughs> Gave you two points for that because I don't think that was in any of the trailers No, we did not know what Snoop
1: Dogg was going to do in the movie um, We knew he was credited and that's it. it Yeah, that's right So this
0: that was probably the best call that I That was had. actually a really good call <laughs> because it's pretty close though I wouldn't say he was intimidating in the movie He's just sort of hanging out there with zombie ghost pirates No, no, I guess the,
1: the scene is intimidating and then they break out and dance That's right Well, it I
0: still gave you two points for it But so, uh, but yeah So even though, you know, his character wasn't intimidating no. was, Everything else was dead on the money and you had No idea that that was going to be in the movie That was my best prediction in the episode How did you know? (laughs) So you said that Spongebob and Patrick finally meet Sage And he teaches them the ancient ways of the fry cook And points out the direction of Atlantic City Oh god Gave you half a point for that Because he does help them find Atlantic City He actually gets in the passenger seat of the car As they're driving there But you know Everything else was just nonsense
1: Yeah Spongebob is already a fry cook yeah. And does that mean like Patrick is now
0: a fry cook? He was already a master before he started working <laughs> yeah. at the Krusty Krabs yeah. so. What are you talking about old Matty D? You said that Sage also tells Spongebob and Patrick that it was Poseidon who snail-napped Gary eh, SpongeBob and Patrick already knew that from a clue they found earlier Mm -hmm. in the movie So Sage doesn't need to tell them anything Nope He shows them a window as to what's going on in Gary's life And they're like, oh no, he looks like he's happy (laughs) The window of meanwhile (laughs) Yeah, exactly (laughs) I kind of enjoyed that You said that they arrive at the lost city of Atlantic City And SpongeBob is seduced By the way, you didn't mention Patrick at all through most of the plot So you occasionally mentioned he was there Yeah He was just very much in the background of the plot And you would just focus on SpongeBob the Mm -hmm. whole time But you said that he was seduced by the glitz and the glam of the casino gave you a point for that cuz they sort of suggested that in the trailer. Definitely. And that's as far into it as you went. <laughs> and you said that Aquafina is here in Atlantic City and she has a dance number because we needed a second dance number after Snoop Dogg a couple of scenes earlier. <laughs> now actually Aquafina is Otto the robot in the movie.
1: Yes, yes. We thought she would be a fish. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, you I, I never th- went into it, but yeah, I what a missed opportunity. Her name is Aquafina. You could
0: be like Aquafina or something. Yeah, exactly. You could have done anything with it. Nope, she was a robot. You said that SpongeBob annoys a big tough guy, and SpongeBob somehow manages to get the tough guy to take him all the way to Poseidon for no reason at all. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, "You want to see Poseidon? All right, I'll take you to Poseidon." Okay. <laughs> that uh, this is all falling apart. This is brutal. Oh boy, just you wait. So, he said that SpongeBob finally meets Poseidon, who turns out to be a lazy but quite friendly gamer. I've noticed that you haven't been saying I've been getting any points, Well, so. you haven't been getting any <laughs> points for a very long time. So, he's not a-, a well, he's actually not a, a lazy but quite friendly gamer. He's more of a carbon copy of Neptune from the first movie, mm-hmm. but more evil. We should have looked at the cast- like, we should have looked at the voice actor and then- That's right. Because it was Matt knew, Berry.
1: Knew what he was going to be, because he always does the same role. And he's great at it. I'm not yes. bashing him, but like, we should have known.
0: Yeah, exactly. Damn. If we had known it was Matt Berry going into the movie, we would have we would have nailed the character regardless. So,
1: Poseidon's like a vain, um, kingly, arrogant, yeah,
0: who executes people for no reason yep. at all and is always threatening to like blast them with yeah. his trident. Not a lazy gamer, might, no, or quite friendly. Either. So, you said that Gary was Poseidon's snail when he was a kid, <laughs> but he lost him and has spent years searching for Gary again. <laughs> You said that Poseidon is also a huge fan of SpongeBob (laughs) So much so that he ordered a shitload of Krabby Patties But never chose to meet SpongeBob (laughs) He was just like, oh, I want to order Krabby Patties But I'm too nervous to go in and meet him, he's my idol He he likes the Krabby Patties, that's what he's going there for No, you said he was a fan of SpongeBob SpongeBob the cook (laughs) But he also breaks into SpongeBob's house when he's not there And steals Gary He's just like I love SpongeBob so much. I'm gonna break into his house. Is that Gary my? Sorry, is that Garth my missing snail? That's right. It's Garth. Oh, two beds, one stone. I get to like you know rub myself on SpongeBob's furniture, and then I get to steal the snail back at the same time. By the way, let me leave some jellyfish slime. Maybe, yes! uh, maybe it wasn't jellyfish slime after all. <laughs> he, he really likes SpongeBob. Uh, maybe it was Poseidon spl- slime. <laughs> Oh my god! Wow, what a mess! So you said that SpongeBob realizes that this is the end of his friendship with Gary, and he has a flashback to the original cartoon series where we see a montage of their memories. Oh damn! That does not happen at all, and that would be so jarring if they did that movie. Yeah, it Suddenly cut back to the cartoon. Would be. Maybe they all got plastic surgery to become CGI. <laughs> like, like what, like uh, Alvin? And the, not Alvin and the Chipmunks. Chip and the Dale. Chip and Dale movie. Yeah, exactly. You said that Spongebob drowns his sorrows at a bar as he cries And everything there reminds him of Gary Nope, that doesn't happen at all <laughs> You said that Patrick feels bad for Spongebob So he goes back to Poseidon and gives Gary a photo of Gary and Spongebob together Yes Of course, nothing like that happens I remember at all. saying
1: that um, Oof, oof
0: No points, by the way You haven't I been mean, getting points for a very yeah, long time Yeah, I've, no- I've
1: noticed, I've noticed I mean, there is a scene where they appeal to, you know, Spongebob's emotional
0: character But that's so far away from what I said or Poseidon's you know. emotional character
1: well, when, they, when they're when they saying how good of a guy Spongebob is. Oh,
0: yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah, that's right. Trying to appeal but to Poseidon. There's no
1: yeah. bit where they give Poseidon a picture and Poseidon's looking at this picture of Gary and Spongebob and yeah. tearing up
0: and going, wow. So Gary, or Garth as Poseidon calls him, gets upset and returns to Spongebob. I guess, you know, <laughs> Poseidon's just watching him go and go like, where are you going, Gary? Oh, well, you must be going back to Spongebob. I can't stop you. <laughs> you walked out on me before, you're going to walk out on me again. <laughs> and Poseidon decides that Gary belongs with Spongebob and asks if he can visit Gary from time to time and have some of those delicious Krabby Patties. <laughs> <laughs> dear. You said that Sage says something cryptic and the movie ends. Oh, what? Is that how I end the movie? Yes. No. <laughs> By the way, do I get half a point? Screaming again, folks. Do you get half a point because I feel bad and Sage does say a lot of cryptic things? Yes, but do I get a half a point because I know the snail's name isn't
1: Garth, but he does rename it Fred, and there's a scene where he's like, it's Fred, it's Gary, it's Fred, it's Gary. Does that deserve half a point? No. Or at least a mention. I feel like that deserves a mention, at least. Okay, was...
0: we, we can bring it up. I thought about it, but no, it doesn't really count. Yeah. If you said that his name was Fred, I would have been like, man, two points. Yeah, but since so it was Garth and not close to Fred, I can't really <sighs> call that. And since no. the context of everything else is so different, is so different that is it true. doesn't work. That
1: is true. So in the original movie, the Poseidon steals Gary and renames him Fred. In my plot, in my head, the uh, Poseidon already owned Gary and called him Garth. Now, that's not. The, and
0: I like, thought I was really clever when I said that. My notes don't actually end there. So, even oh. though the movie has ended, I still have some more points I wanted to discuss. Oh, okay. So, when you finished saying what was going to happen in your plot, I was like, wow, I don't think that's going to happen in the movie at all. And then Matty D decided to make fun of me for not agreeing with his plot and saying it wasn't close to the movie. And he said, didn't you watch the trailer? <laughs> and that was the point where he said, I'm super confident. And that's rich given that you watched the trailer and didn't use anything from the trailer anyway. <laughs> So, another point I wanted to bring up as well, (laughs) at the end of my plot, Matty D, like he listened to my plot and he Mm -hmm. absorbed everything I said and he was shaking his head the whole time and he was just like, no, no, that's not going to happen. He got on his high horse and said that I was giving the movie too much credit Uh and said that there won't be, quote, any real danger. No real bad guy and no real conflict There won't be a fight between Patrick and Spongebob Not even a little argument And the bad guy will be harmless And the snail napping plot will be a big misunderstanding Every one of the characters will be happy and positive the whole way through End quote Oh my god Everything you said, everything about that whole statement and rant Was entirely wrong Yeah, I said that, Kieran But what I meant to say was the complete opposite (laughs) So, I can't believe like your whole like No, 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 no This is where you're wrong, Kira And everything you just said was was flat out So far from the movie That it was ridiculous Now, if you count up all of your points Okay,
1: oh jeez, let me brace myself I think I need to retire
0: from predicting plots If you count up the points that you did get (laughs) In the first half of the prediction You got an almost entirely undeserved (laughs) 18.5 points Making this the second worst plot prediction you've ever made Behind the Kingsman Where you got 12 points <laughs> So Super confident When you say that You're super confident I think that's an omen That's an omen That you have no idea What you're talking about And you're just Clutching at straws Because oh. you said the same thing With Frozen 2 If I recall Well uh, yes I did say the same thing With Frozen 2 And yeah, I think I you don't. said The same thing With the Kingsman So He might have been Yeah So yeah Now we know Now we know if Maddie D- Now the problem is Last week With Sonic the Hedgehog 2 Maddie D said he was Super confident <laughs> And then after the episode, we went back and watched the trailer and you're like, oh, I've missed so much stuff. Well, just, yeah, just for everybody listening in the home, if you've
1: listened to that episode, there is a trailer that I did not watch for that, yeah, that movie. Yeah, and it was important. And it has the robot in it and I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> All right. So now, I'm already screwed for that one. So yeah,
0: super confident. I don't want great. anyone out there to think that I'm like super moralistic about this whole thing and no. think that I've nailed the movie. But I would just love to hear, just for comparison, what I said compared to Matty D and how close I was. To the actual movie Okay <laughs> Let's get into it Alright Because uh, you said You weren't too confident Right? No uh, Of memory So I was like, like The said, movie's going to be So surreal and off the wall That I'm never going to be able To 100% predict so, it So
1: here is Kieran's Stupid plot that I thought Was never going to happen In the movie No yep. way No how He didn't even pay attention To the trailer Now the Where you start Where your plot starts Is you said it's going to start With an upbeat musical number
0: By Cyndi Lauper I can't remember what uh, sort of it wasn't Cindy Lauper though Sydney Lauper sorry, although Cindy Lauper did write some of the music in the movie. Okay.
1: I think that deserves so she, h- half
0: a point Dan. So she was involved in the movie, but it does start with an upbeat musical number. It does. Number.
1: It does start with an upbeat musical number. So I think I think that deserves half a point. Fair enough. But yeah. I, you can it wasn't you can, Cindy Lauper. You can fight me on if it if you deserve more than no, I'm not but going I think to that deserves half. All right, so once we get the intro, we see SpongeBob at the Krusty Krab. He is hailed as a hero. This is true, but we see that in the trailer mm-hmm. at one point. He's like expert fry cook, super, you know, griller.
0: Yeah, super everyone, server. He can himself him.
1: into multiple beings. <laughs> yeah, well, we didn't predict that. So, SpongeBob returns home to Gary and has a flashback of Camp Coral. Now, you thought that it was going to be a summer camp. Congratulations. it was tr- That yeah. is exactly true. So, I give you one, two sets of one points there because these are all things that we see in the yeah, trailer. Yeah, that's true. Apparently, I didn't see it in a trailer, but
0: you did. So, congratulations! Now well, you said it was a scout camp, but I didn't really think that was important to go into, and no. it wasn't right either way. So, well,
1: but that was a summer camp.
0: Yeah, well you, they had activities like sort a of summer like, camp. We differentiated. You said, "Oh, this is going to be more of a like a scout sort of." Retreat where I said it's going to be more like no, a su- summer camp. I, I thought what I said, like I said, I didn't bring it up because I didn't think it was important. Yeah,
1: I, what I th- I thought what I said was that SpongeBob just because he dresses formal, that like he just wears a scout uniform, and that wasn't necessarily a uh, a summer camp or a, like a retreat. Whereas yeah, you actually enough. called that. Okay, That's I, what see, it was, I see. I so- see what you're saying, but yeah. So you know you got that, and I think you knew the TV show was coming out too, where I That's did right. not. So I think you had that heads up. Now, this is the point of contention here, because when I listened to your uh, episode, you said that SpongeBob is kind of a loner, he's by himself, and that's when he meets the Gary the Baby Snail. Now, you're saying that's, that
0: you... Yeah, alright, so I did actually say, upon reflection, I did actually say that everyone else finds him too weird, and, and mm-hmm. that he doesn't have any friends, so yeah. I was wrong earlier when I said <laughs> that. I never said that, because I did say that. <laughs> you pulled a Matty D there, man. Yes. Um, yeah, so he is by himself, he does eventually
1: make friends, but... It doesn't really. I don't really take any points away from you because essentially this whole scene happens. It happens in the trailer. Gary meets SpongeBob. SpongeBob meets Gary, and they yeah, become he reg- fast. Just hates the license plate. Yeah, yeah, the movie, right? Yeah. I think they do that in a cartoon. Maybe that's where I stole that from. It
0: happens know. in Jaws. <laughs> Does Jaws vomit up no, a no, they, they license plate? they find a. Or Jaws? Uh, they find a shark, and it's got a license plate in it that reveals that it can't be the same shark as Bruce because it's from a different area. Oh yeah. Because number plates can only be found in of certain course, locations.
1: cars only stay to their yeah, area, exactly. right? exactly. They, they don't, don't drive
0: anywhere else. No,
1: no way. All right, so on the second day, it is revealed that Gary is missing. And we see, congratulations, Blue Slime left in their house. So yep. Spongebob comes home. He's like, where's Gary? Gets in a panic. Can't see him anywhere. I give you a point for that because, again, this is all stuff we see in the trailer. However, Spongebob finds a casino chip. A I, said,
0: I said that he finds a single clue that points to Atlantic City, which is a casino which chip. Which is a casino so- chip, yes. Aside from being a casino chip, it's actually pretty close. Yes, so th- I
1: give you half a point for that. And the reason I give you half a point mm. for that is because yes, SpongeBob, as you said, does find a clue that points to Atlantic City. But more importantly, no, he does not find the casino chip here. The no. casino chip does play a part later on, and I yeah, think that's, that's right. a very close. Guess to give you half a point for that. Yeah, fair enough. Because uh, it's important later on. It, it
0: it directs him. I guess he finds I, it. He- mean, if it was me doing it, I would have given myself a point and a half because everything is right except for that one element. Yeah,
1: I guess I guess you deserve a point and a half. So I'll recorrect that for you because uh, oh, the you the token is found in Sage gives them the token. Sage gives them the token, right? That's right. And that points to Atlantic City. So yeah, that's right. You know, very close, but not. It doesn't take place in SpongeBob's house. Now Patrick and SpongeBob get Sandy. Oh, get Sandy's robot. To be mm. their driver. Yep. Yeah. Just, just like you said. Just like I said. Um, and you know what? Maybe I'm nice, Kieran, but I kind of thought, you know what? Sandy did build the robot. They did use the
0: robot to drive to Atlantic City. So, I gave you two points for that. Again, I, that would have been another circumstance for a point and a half. <laughs> so, you could just subtract a point or half a point. <laughs> well, we'll just stay stick with it because I think that's, right, that's
1: close enough, for, you know. Close enough for me, I think. So, they find this token and they decide, you know what? Because- you know, the other movies that we've had in the in the past exist. This movie yeah. doesn't exist in its, you know, own solo world. We've actually been to the real world before. That's right. We know that the kiss cas- like the casinos in the real world, so this chip must be from the real world. So from Las Vegas, from I think. From Las I said. Vegas, yes. Yeah. So they decide Patrick and SpongeBob and the car that they have that Sandy gave them with the little robot. Otto the, the driving robot. Yep. They drive to real world locations. Give you half a point because they don't intentionally go to real-world locations. They no. go to the western town, which- In a dream. In a dream, slash dream, slash vision, whatever it is. But it's never their intention to go there, but you're kind of on the right track in a lot of circumstances there. Now, congratulations,
0: Kieran. They have a third-act breakup. Yep. Now, you What's said- funny is at this point in the movie as well, Patrick actually points out, "Oh, we're going to go on a road trip, and we're going to have a third act breakup," as is standard in these movies. And then later in the movie, in the third act, they do actually have a yes. third act breakup. Yes. Now so you- <laughs> Patrick even brought it up. Yeah, you kind of uh, you kind of guessed that
1: third act breakup would be around Patrick getting jealous that you know yeah. Gary is a closer friend to SpongeBob, and
0: you know, yeah, that, that wasn't really the case.
1: No, it wasn't the case. What actually was the case was they had a third act breakup. Over the third act breakup. I I guess that was the kind of joke that kind of cycled into itself, which I actually enjoyed that. I I thought that was really, um, really meta. Yeah, sure. And uh, so I give you two points because there is a third act breakup. And then I also give you another two sets of two points because you sort of say that they'll have a third act breakup, it'll be very short lived. Yep. They'll forgive each other straight away and it'll be a case of SpongeBob just saying, or Patrick do something Patrick will do something stupid and Spongebob will say something like, Oh, I can't stay mad at you, Patrick. Yep. Which is exactly what happens. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so two sets of two points, because you, you pretty much nailed that.
0: I guess this is they a- do that in every animated movie. That's the problem, <laughs> do That was the problem with you saying they are never gonna do that. They do that in every movie. I'm thinking of the Rugrats movie, I'm um. thinking of Scoob. Last week. See, I'm sorry, st- two weeks ago. I'm so sick of
1: that trope and I just want them to retire that. And I thought that this movie might do something different because
0: you know I'm they always about, do. I'm it. thinking about Onward. Yes, yes. I'm yes. thinking about literally any animated movie we've covered. Yeah. Even Luca has it. <laughs> Soul has it. Yeah, Luca it- does have it. Yeah. So, Soul
1: does have it too.
0: So you gotta incorporate these things into your <laughs> plots moving forward. This is where we grow and learn. Look, let me take my notes and I'll remember that in future. Because it's yeah. all about improving, Kieran. Because look, if we you know we had the element of the character as a child will appear for the flashback <laughs> in the movie. So we got that element. Yes, we now did. Now we gotta know that if it's an animated movie with two friends, there's gotta be a third act breakup in oh, the movie. I it's now hate a rule. That. I it's
1: now I hate a rule. Anyway, well, the third act breakup did happen, but at least they had the class to kind of play it as, this is a stupid thing that we're doing. Yes.
0: So, I did enjoy that. Well, they pointed out that it's a trope of all these movies mm. before they did it.
1: So, yeah. that's how they made it work. Yes, yes. So, in the western town that they arrive, they meet Sage, played by Keanu Reeves, show stealer, in my opinion. Um, Doing and- some really wooden acting, if you <laughs> ask me. <laughs> big time wooden acting. Who's he looking at? You don't know. His paycheck is what he's looking at. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, he directs them uh, to Atlantic City. Uh not super accurate, but. You know, in- he said the same thing. Yeah, I said the same thing exactly. I guess he does lead them on their spiritual journey in a- in a way. Yeah. Now in in the plot, uh, in your plot, that is, SpongeBob shows Sage the the chip. However, the token. Yep. In the actual movie, it's the other way around. Yeah, that's right. Sage gives them the token, the challenge the token. coin. So you know what? It's it's more deserving than half a point. So I'll give you a point for that, and I'll give you another half a point as well because you're kind of on the right track sure. there. Now you said in Atlantic City, and this is what Sage tells them that they have to get lost to find
0: it. Now you might—that's th- an interesting point.
1: Yes. Now you might be thinking, well, that's wrong. They actually find Atlantis. Atlantis is a lost city, but they do manage to Atlantic find Atlantic City. It. Yeah, Atlantic City. That's right. However, I- I'm going to give you a point here because the way you describe Atlantic City, and it's going to be something you get points for all through your plot, is that the way that you describe Atlantic City is essentially what is Gone a Gulch in the movie.
0: Ah, uh, yep. Yeah, so.
1: You. Yes, they get lost and they find Gone Gulch. So I'll give you a point for that. I guess that's true. So you're going to get a lot of bonus points because how you describe Gone Gulch is essentially... Or how do you describe Atlantic City, sorry, is how Gone Gulch is in yeah. the movie. So you get a bonus point there. Now, Sage at this point warns them the city has a power to trance them, to hypnotize them into spending all their money. Yep. So they have that warning. We see that in the trailer as well. So you get a point for that. That's true. They go to Atlantic City... And they kind of get trapped there. Now you thought this is where Snoop Dogg would appear in a scene. He'd be animated oh. as a fish. And I just want to take this one opportunity that No, I'll no, no. Have-
0: I said that it's actual Snoop Dogg and he's underwater. <laughs> he's like in a scuba suit or I don't know. I yeah, think he doesn't he's Snoop Dogg, he doesn't he can breathe underwater, let's yeah, that's be honest. Right. Uh I just want to take this opportunity to laugh at that that silly oh, no. silly, I'm not silly at, thing that I'm you just take something that's silly. <laughs> of course- well, you no, no, I actually made fun of you at that point because I said, he's not going to be in a Western bar. That's wellety, silly. Wellity, wellity, wellity. I like that you have this one victory <laughs> over me. It's the only thing I've got, Kieran. i got to hold on to it. Got to hold on to it. So,
1: anyway. Now, you said Aquafina would also be here. As a croupier. Um, you know, in a way she is.
0: <laughs> she is in the casino. Yeah. She becomes, uh, like, the robot becomes a, a gambling addict. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Well, the robot loves money, right? But, um, but yeah, the, I think you thought Aquafina would be just somebody... <laughs> like
0: croupier. Yeah. yeah
1: exactly so I'll give you uh, two sets of one points there because uh, it's not it's not two point worthy but it's enough right to yeah, fair enough to garner more than half a point now, you said they spend a lot of money. Now, we do see that in the trailer. That's kind of very obvious, so you yep. get a point there. Now, back in Bikini Bottom, it is learnt that Plankton was in Atlantic City earlier, and he got into debt when he was in yep. Atlantic City. You know, that's kind of true. He is he somewhat is, in a debt He situation. is in debt, but not because of Atlantic City. No, no. He's in his own kind of personal struggle. So, I'll give you half a point for that, because you're kind of on the right track. And also... Also, that half a point is because he was technically there. Now, he was there because he decided that... So, in the movie, Plankton's plan is he's going to steal Gary. He's going to uh, give Gary to... Poseidon. Poseidon. who sent out flyers, who's just like, I've run out of snails to rejuvenate my skin. Yep. If you haven't watched the movie, this is all going to be super, super confusing. So... Uh, Plankton decides he's going to give the snail to uh, Poseidon, Poseidon, and that'll lead SpongeBob on a mission to rescue Gary. Rescue Gary, and then he knows that Poseidon will kill SpongeBob and will get him out of the way. So that his chum bucket can be... All right, I don't know if he wants to kill SpongeBob, but he just wants him out of the they way. basically so.
0: insinuate that, you know, Poseidon is going to kill SpongeBob, yeah. so yeah. it gets him out of the way. Because
1: Plankton works out that, you know...
0: He, SpongeBob has always thwarted his attempts to get the Krabby Patty formula.
1: Yeah. And SpongeBob is the heart of the Krusty Krab, gets rid of SpongeBob, his chum bucket's going to be a success. So I'll yeah, give you half right. a point there, because... Yeah, uh he was in Atlantic City. He did come back to Atlantic
0: City, so he knows where to was. And he also, the rest he's the one who yeah, who I said that he gives Gary to Poseidon. Absolutely. You're absolutely right there. So that whole element was actually fairly close yeah, to Yeah, it movie. was. It was Aside exactly, from, you know, him being in debt and, you know, <laughs> Poseidon being a collector. Cuz that's of rare that's animals. what I go into. I actually give you two points for that because he does sell. Well, he doesn't sell. He get, well,
1: he does, he he does must sell. sell he yeah, does sell so it. he yeah. sells uh Gary to Poseidon. In your plot to pay off his debt, that's unimportant. You get two points for that. Now, in your plot, you thought Poseidon was going to be a collector of rare animals, and this Gary yep. Snail was, was a leftover be, from
0: the Doolittle plot. Yep. it uh, was was
1: going to be a, a a an artifact that he, or well, not an artifact, but an animal he wants to collect. Now that doesn't a happen. A rare blue snail. Yeah. As we've sort of said multiple times in the episode, it's because he's using the the slime as a skincare yep. routine, and he's run out of all the snails. Also, I give you two points for this because you said that in the plot, he's going to be looking for this snail. He can't find any of the snails because there's going to be no snails in Bikini Bottom. And you actually specified that they're going to retcon the original TV show and the original movies where there's plenty of snails to go around. And you're going to say, no, no, they're just going to forget about that. And they're going to say... Gary's, Gary's the only snail Gary's the only snail Congratulations two points Because that's that exactly was, what happened That was actually the case in the movie yeah. I can't believe that Yeah I know How funny is that They just forget about Forget about their previous history Now crabs in the gang And when I say the gang I mean uh, you know Squidward, Sandy and Squidward Yeah and Squidward you say Reluctantly goes with them as well They have to bully him in You know yeah, Break his fingers That's what I said <laughs> Break his uh, bro- Well he's a squid right So he has hands Yeah that tendrils. was the joke And they decide uh, that SpongeBob is in trouble because Plankton reveals this to them and they decide they need to go. Which actually happens in the movie. Exactly. It is exactly what happens in the movie. So they go and rescue him and then they go to an underground workshop where they activate a burger car. Now, you actually guessed this, right? It was going to be Mr. Krabs, Sandy and Squidward that go in the burger car. So I'll give you a point for that. It is in the trailer. I didn't call it, so I need to give you your props there. There you go. And I also said it'd be souped up by Sandy as well. And And it it is. is. It is, exactly. Now, you thought Poseidon would be a casino gangster.
0: Who, yeah. uh, who Spongebob and Patrick well, get- Well, he does run a casino, he if does. you think about it. He does, he does. Uh- now, aside from him being a gangster, my description of him is pretty apt. It is so. I said like he is a mobster type who is sort of like greasy and wears a lot of jewelry. So he's not really a mobster type. Yeah, like, he is fat. I did describe him as fat. You get points for that, don't okay. you? Worry. So
1: your description of Poseidon is, I guess, um, yeah, like a like a tycoon, like a like yeah, someone who owns a casino. because I was like, surely they just won't have a carbon copy of Neptune again. And they did, and they did. Essentially, he's a king. He's he's royal. He's full of himself. That's what is in the movie. I'm giving. You, I'm going to give you points here because. Again, if we go back to the Goner Gulch thing, it's essentially the way you describe uh, Poseidon is, is accurate in its own way, but it's also how you describe Danny Trejo's character as well. Like he's sort, yeah, of, like, sort of. He's like a, a, a gang leader, a tycoon, an, a, an intimidating figure. So I'll give you a bonus point for that because you kind of call it in a way. And your description of Atlantic City is exactly kind of what happens in uh Gona Gulch, how that how that sort of takes place. So I'll give you another bonus point there. Your description of Poseidon is not entirely accurate. However, he is overweight and he does wear rings, so i give you yeah. two points yeah. for that. But yeah, so yeah, I you know, you're not I guess
0: he does, and I said I also said, and I think this is important to point out. Mm-hmm. I also said that he's evil, but in a comic way. Yes, yes, and that's exactly the case. Well, no, he is evil. Yeah, you're absolutely right,
1: and, and in a very comic way. So you're you're more accurate than I was.
0: Yeah, <laughs> definitely, Poseidon. I think that's safe to say.
1: Now, when we see what's happening in Atlantic City and what's happening with Poseidon, we see that Gary is being pampered. Two
0: points because he
1: is, or at least yeah, I think of. he is now.
0: So Gar- the, the snails are sort of pampered mm. up until the point that they run out of snail slime. Yep. And then they're sent down to like this this big wheel that they push around and they're just tortured for the rest of their lives, yeah. I suppose. and
1: what does that wheel push? Nothing. It's just there <laughs> it's to just there. punish them.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Well, yeah, I'll give you two points because Gary's pampered, although he doesn't seem to notice. So it's not like he's loving the life. He's no. just like, whatever. <laughs> now, SpongeBob and Patrick, when they meet, Poseidon are forced into servitude or they're about to be forced into servitude. Now, I'll give you half a point because the snails are
0: forced into servitude. Yeah, that's true. And when they're useless, they are more forced into and then more when, uh, brutal servitude. When SpongeBob and Patrick arrive in the casino, they're forced to do like a song and dance number by Poseidon That's as well. right.
1: That's true. And also the threat of them being... Executed, executed yeah. is also a thing. So you got a lot of elements kind yeah. of on the right track yeah. there. A lot of half point worthy stuff. <laughs> yeah, a lot of half yeah, exactly, exactly. So Squiddy, Sandy, and Krabsy. Krabby. They go to Krabby. <laughs> they go to the uh they find them ma- they make their way to Atlantic City, but they don't get lured in by the casino. What a
0: guess. Yeah, well I said that they'd have like they live style sunglasses unblock I know, I know. it. But uh, just for no reason at all, they walk in and the the thing that Sage said was, like, affects everybody who goes yeah. into Atlantic City. Like, everyone's going to be mesmerized and they'll spend all their money unknowingly. Yeah. Doesn't affect... Mr. Krabs, of all people. Yeah, of all people, Mr. Krabs. Squidward? Of all know? people. Sandy, uh, of course, you could understand. Absolutely. You know, she's got a higher purpose, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I give you two points for that because that's a pretty
1: good guess. Yeah, if you Ignore the whole they live angle. Uh, yeah, you said they had a they live sunglasses where they could yeah. see what everything meant and you could see it was all a trick, but that, that would no. be cool if that happened. I would have liked if that happened, but nah. Does not happen, but you get two points There's no reason way. in the actual movie. Now, you say that they confront sort of Poseidon's minions, and there's an extended karate scene. Now, you might be thinking, what? That mm. doesn't happen in the movie, or does it? Because they do happen to they go do, into a suit of armor yeah, they and do have fight, a fight scene. and fight off Poseidon's minions. So, for that,
0: you get two points. There you go. There was no karate. There was no clarinet playing, but there was. Well, there was clarinet playing. Oh, that's true. But yeah, there, were, there was a fight scene against the Minions, so I guess that's pretty close. And they
1: all work together to fight off the Minions. And you said there's so. not
0: going to be a fight scene in the movie.
1: Yeah, okay, Let's let's leave the past where <laughs> okay, it is, okay? Right. Now, SpongeBob will convince Gary that he can't give Gary the pampered lifestyle, but he can give him something way more important. He can give him love. Mm-hmm. And it's an emotional scene. Now this yeah, this doesn't happen. Uh, I give you half a point because there is an emotional scene at the end of the movie where they kind of talk about what really is important and friendship is more important than you know looks or wealth or so you know. I, I, I throw you half a point there. Now, I guess at this point they they you know manage to rescue the snail back and they escape and. You know, every- all's well and ends well. You said that they return and SpongeBob has another day in the life of being SpongeBob. I give you two points because at the end of the movie this does happen. Yeah. I suppose um so. in the in the movie ever like they bring all the snails that, you know, Poseidon discarded and, and they make Bikini Bottom a sanctuary for-, mm. for snails. And have you noticed that they're can slime again? Yeah, that's right. So it's like he didn't think that they would like rejuvenate their slime.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's an idiot. <laughs>
1: Now, you thought I kind of questioned you about what was going to happen to Poseidon in Atlantic City, if he was going to, like, redeem himself or if anything was going to happen. And I just sang a song. Yeah. You said said that Poseidon was going to be left as the leader of Atlantic City and it was just going to be this ominous place, very symbolic, that if you go there when you're lost and you have no hope, you'll go there and it's going to be like this evil thing that they, they escape from. Yeah, that's right. Now, I'll give you two points because essentially Atlantic City does remain the same. Yeah. Poseidon is still The leader of Atlantic City So
0: all is But he true. has friends now So Absolutely Might be a better place Absolutely
1: And also If you think about it And going back again If you think about Gorna Gulch Gorna Gulch if, if it is a dream If it's not uh, you could debate that if you want to debate a Spongebob mm. movie. That's kind of a description of that place as well. You go there when you're lost, when you need something, and, and you know Danny uh, Danny is sort of still yeah. there running the place, and he's still a presence El there. El Diablo. So El Diablo, that's the character, right? So, so I give you a bonus point for that. But in the actual movie, as we've sort of discussed, they managed to appeal to uh, Poseidon's heart and make him realize that he can actually have friends and he can get rid of his girdle and his wig and his teeth. And, uh, yeah, that's right. And be himself, which is a beautiful message. So, with that being said, you scored twelve points. No, you didn't really. <laughs> you didn't really calm down. Let that vein in your forehead go oh down because
0: you got uh, forty-two and a half. Forty-two and a half points. A Boy. lot better than I thought I was going to get. To yeah. be honest, did you think for a second that I was going to be a lot better than Matty did? <laughs> yes, that's true. Because I got kind of close. I got more <laughs> than double what you got, but still, that is way. Bla- listening back to the episode, I was like, wow, I wasn't really close. But if you sort of break it down in the way that you did. I sort of got like the plot elements You did you got the Without plot getting elements. the details I got the plot elements Which of course You went off in your own direction And <laughs> made up your own, <laughs> own <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> And that didn't actually pan out To how the movie went no. But I sort of like I looked at the trailer And I was like Well what direction could they go in And I suppose that kind of worked out for me
1: So I think I think the lesson here is, I think w- you approached this like uh, you you guessed everything that happened in the trailers. So you got a lot of just one points just because you're yeah. like, this happens in the trailers, so this is going to happen in the movie. So you really looked at the trailer and really looked at the formula of this kind of movie and put the yeah, movie together. Right. Whereas I was just like, you know what? I'm smarter than everybody else. I'm going to write my own Spongebob movie how I want to. And I'm going to ignore all the promotional material and, and the trailer. What's the funniest and thing here about we that?
0: You're sort of approaching it as though you're a Spongebob expert, although at the start of the original episode you said, I know nothing about Spongebob. I've never really watched the show and I know very little about it.
1: Look, I was a younger man back then, Kieran. I was cocky. I was arrogant. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we all learn from our mistakes. I'm an
0: older, more wiser, more mature podcast predictor now. Or movie predictor. Yeah, exactly. You could predict podcasts as well. Why not? (laughs) Why not? So, now that we've covered how well we did with the movie... Let's talk about what we actually thought of the movie itself. Maddie D, would you care to take it away? What are your thoughts? You've seen the movie twice now. Yes. What were your thoughts on SpongeBob, Sponge on the Run? Can I say I'm not a fan of this
1: animation style. I, like, I get that it's really beautiful, but to me it's really jarring and just like- You mean really... like the
0: faux stop-motion <sighs> style? Yeah. I thought it looked a bit strange. It's, it's, it it really... sort of made the movie look like it was like buffering or lagging a little yeah, bit. It, they do the same thing in like Spider-Man uh, across the yes, Spider-Verse, don't yes, they? Yes, they do. Exactly the same. And I think they did it for the Charlie Brown
1: movie as well well. They do it for a few yeah. movies. It's kind of was a fashionable thing at the time. I, it's not for me. I, I I can get it's really creative and really well done, but I just like, it's really an eyesore to watch sometimes. Having said that, when I watched this movie for our um, best of 20, best and worst of 2020, I was really not wanting to watch this movie. I was like, oh, this is going to be such a chore. The fact it was an hour and 30 minutes was a joy. Really enjoyed yeah. that. And you know what? It was, it was a paint-by-numbers movie, but I actually found it kind of good I thought they were really clever in a lot of the things they did mm. and can I say it was actually funny um, yeah. there was a lot of funny bits in this movie uh, uh, you know it didn't take itself too seriously it played with the trope so I kind of enjoyed that that scene where they um, they have a fight in jail and they like leave the jail cell yeah and the jail door is just unlocked uh, it really knew what it was and it really just like made fun of itself in a really charming way so I did enjoy that and I, and I won't lie Kieran I did tear up a little at the end
0: Oh, really? I thought it was
1: really sweet that they really gave SpongeBob his uh, his props
0: and you know focus on the All fact. Right, how he many bongs had you pulled at this point? None. So he watched it None. sober both times. Watched it sober both. Man, times. Man, this movie would be too intense to watch while mm. uh, half cut mm. or fully cut.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I'd recommend. Yeah, it would. It would like that that scene where his face becomes his house and he's yelling like. Yeah. I'd be tripping out all over the place, or having the best time. I guess it depends yeah. depends what mood you're in. I don't know if I'd recommend. I don't know if I'd recommend this movie for everybody. I think kids would definitely have a have a fun time with it. And what if- about SpongeBob fans? Yeah, I think SpongeBob fans would actually really like it because I think it it has a a lot of um has a lot of loyalty to the cartoon and it just it, it its hearts in the right place. Whereas other movies, TV show to movies that we've covered hasn't have not had that. Maybe no. you would say Scoop is a yes. good example. This one really well, this was, was a Spongebob movie. It had a lot of love for the characters. It was really respectful
0: to, to the show. Um, it was really sweet. Yeah. Well, so, I, I liked it. You liked it. A positive review. Mm. So, I'm so glad that we watched Scoob recently because I, when I watched Scoob, I, I analysed that movie. And then when we discussed it on the podcast, I called it a failure as a Scooby-Doo movie. Where, quite like you, I agree that as a Spongebob movie, this completely nails all of the elements. And it's everything that you would expect from a Spongebob movie. They've got so many callbacks to previous episodes. Every character that you like is there. Everyone's doing stuff as though it's an overlong episode of SpongeBob. Absolutely. The animation, I thought, you know, like I said, like, well, like you said, it was a little bit jarring. The sort of herky-jerky stop-motion-esque is a bit strange. But for the most part, compared to Scoob, I thought this movie looked fantastic. I think the art direction was really good. I think going from 2D animation to 3D sort of CGI animation, I thought the transition was really good. I think they really captured the spirit of those original characters really well. But at the same time, having details that you would have never seen in the animation. So, like, the little tiny sponge paws on yes. Spongebob's skin. Or, like, the, the sort of, like, little tiny little fur sort of stuff that you see on Starfish in real life um, that you never would have noticed on Patrick. Sandy's fur as well. Yeah, that's right. Squidward's sort of, like, slippery skin. Mr. Crab's, Crab's sort Crab's, of hard yeah. shell. It's really interesting details. Like I said, you don't get that from 2D animation, but it's like you'll really appreciate it when you see it in 3D animation, CGI animation. So the animation I thought was really good. The plot I thought was all over the place and a lot of it was a waste of time, but you know, that's every episode of SpongeBob, so yeah. I can't really fault the plot in that regard. Quite like you, I found it genuinely funny a lot of the time. I don't think any child out there is going to get the Kenny G references that they had (laughs) at the end of this movie. I don't even think Matty D got the Kenny G reference. No, what was the Kenny G reference? Kelpie G. Oh, right, right, right. So, Kenny G is a modern jazz musician. Ah, okay. He's known for like really smooth sort of, is it clarinet playing? I think he does play the clarinet. But, yeah, it it works really well as a SpongeBob joke to have, like, a famous clarinet Mm. player as, like, a Squidward-type creature. I did enjoy also the Bluefin group. That gave me a chuckle. Yeah, that's right. They're only in there for a little bit. But, yeah. So, was it a bad movie? Absolutely not. Would I recommend it to everybody? Absolutely not. I'd recommend children watch it. I'd recommend fans of SpongeBob watch it. Maybe, you know, if you like this kind of movie, absolutely go out and watch it. But it's not going to tick the boxes for everybody. I wouldn't sit down on a Friday night and watch it by choice, but for what it was, I enjoyed it. And as a comparison piece or as a companion piece to Scoob, it (laughs) shows you how you should adapt, you know, 2D animated TV shows to the movie Mm. format. So everything that Scoob did wrong, Spongebob did right. And I'm so glad that we can turn it around. Just putting the boots into Scoob. It deserves it. It (laughs) deserves it. Like I said, that movie was a failure. And if I never see it again, it'll be too soon.
1: Yes. I I think we didn't have high expectations going into this movie. I think
0: we were both surprised with what came out. Yeah, we really didn't want to discuss it originally. I didn't want to go back and watch it again for this episode. Me neither. But, you know, I saw it on demand when it originally came out. I saw it on Netflix the other day. And both times I was like I'll tell you what Wasn't bad No Wasn't terrible at all Somewhat enjoyable Good jokes Hold your attention Hold your attention There we go What more can I say So what did you think Of the Spongebob Sponge on the Run movie You can let us know Your thoughts at several places You can find us on our Social media pages I suppose Facebook, Instagram Or Twitter You can send us an email At potentialspoilerspod At gmail.com Or you can just simply Leave us a comment On this episode's page On our Podbean site Let us know your thoughts Did you hate the movie Did you love the movie Are you a massive Spongebob fan how does this rank to the other two movies? Let us know.
1: Yeah. Was it predictable? <laughs> did you predict the movie? Yeah,
0: I don't think it was predictable. Let I won't believe you that. if you say you did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, this is a movie that I definitely wouldn't say is predictable at all. I, I, who would predict any SpongeBob episode for that matter? No. But yeah, so before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. Of course, we're going back to the world of predicting movies. And if you weren't looking forward to predicting what would happen in the Spongebob movie, Sponge on the Run, Maddie D, you're certainly not going to be looking forward to what we're covering next week. I shudder to think. Is it, are we doing so another kids movie? We're not doing... Well, actually, kind of, sort of, but not really. Okay. Kids movie and middle-aged women movie, I suppose you'd say. Middle-aged women Yeah. Movie. It's a franchise movie that children adore. Middle-aged women adore it. What, Minions? No, <laughs> close It's not a CGI animated movie So I'm just glad that we're moving out of that realm for a change I'm, I'm happy to break But next week we're delving into the wizarding world of Harry Potter oh. As we cover Fantastic Beasts Or Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them Three, The Secrets of Dumbledore Nice, have you seen any of the Fantastic Beasts? No Well I have I've at at refused least the first to watch them Are you not a
1: Harry Potter fan? We can get into that. Next oh, week. you're
0: gonna you're gonna make can, people angry. We can talk all about our histories with Harry Potter and uh, you know what our current thoughts on this new series <laughs> of movies is next week. So tune in for that if you're excited. Yes, yes. And until then, until then, we'll see you next week.
1: Hello, and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm SpongeBob, and I'm joined by Patty D. And Darth Vader was Luke's father the whole time. And if you didn't want to hear that, then you shouldn't be listening to this show, because that was a spoiler. Hey, Patty D, Matty D is pretty bad at predicting SpongeBob movies, isn't he? Yeah, he sure is a big old dummy.